Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. All right. God bless you. God bless you today. Uh, we thank Almighty God for blessing us to be in the house of the Lord again. I tell you, beautiful, beautiful outside uh, city day in the city of Memphis. God is good and he's worthy to be praised. Uh, we're going to get right into our, our scripture here. You that got your Bible, got, got your paper. We ask you to uh, uh, get ready for a man, uh, a wonderful uh, uh, stroll down through the word of God on today. Let me give you the scripture that I have, the scripture that the Lord's given us to do do today. I think I'm just going to be in teach mode if the Lord go that way, allow me to go that way. Uh, we got five scriptures. We're going to run right through them. It won't take very long. And then you can be on your way and you'd have had your uh, spiritual food. And, uh, and uh, you can just go on and enjoy the rest of your uh, day. Um, the first scripture uh, would be the book of Psalms. Three in the book of Psalms would be there three different places. Psalms 33 and uh, verse number 16 through 22. Psalms 33, 16, 22. Then Psalms 121, 1 verse through 8. Psalms 121 and one, verse 1 through 8. Then Psalms 122, verse 1. Psalms 122, verse 1. And then we'll go to 2 in the New Testament, the book of Hebrews 4 and 16. This Hebrew 4 and 16 and St. Matthew 10, 31. Uh, I'm sorry, St. Matthew 10 and verse 30. All right, that's we'll go there. St. John, chapter, I said St. John, St. Matthew, St. Matthew's 10. And 30. All right. And uh, we'll see what the Lord is going to do with us on uh, as we talk about his word today through these scriptures. All right. Let's get right into it. We thank God Almighty for another lost day. God is so good. Praise, appreciate you all this fresh way out on today. Amen. We're praying that things continue to get better and better for us in the city of Memphis and uh, throughout the country and around the world that we will begin to uh, uh, go back to some form of normalcy. Uh, get our lives back. Our lives have been taken from us for about a year and a half. Our life has been taken away, and uh, we've been operating in a in a, a, a strange, not not usual, unusual that is uh, way. And we just thank God He blessing us to uh, transition and come back to uh, uh, normalcy. I'm looking forward to it, and I hope and pray that some of you are looking forward to it. Well, let me give you today. Uh, my thought, my my thought for this text as I was beginning to go over these scriptures and my thought uh, behind uh, what we're going to teach today is I'm learning. I'm learning uh, to trust him more. And that's my thought today. I'm learning to trust. Him and I, I pray that you all are too and to trust God more and that we. Uh, uh, begin to trust him more, learn to trust him more, and God want us to uh, trust him more, and he will reward us for trusting him more. And I want to get that in your mindset, that we got to trust God more, more than man. We we put a lot of, we got more faith 
in man. We got a lot of faith in science and we have very little faith in God Almighty. Well, God said, oh, ye, one time he was talking to his disciple. He said, oh, ye of little faith. What's the matter with you? You've been with me all this time. You've seen me perform miracles. You've seen me cast out devils. You've seen me feed the multitude. You've seen what I've done. And this, this little child who possessed with a devil, you can't get rid of him. Oh, ye of little faith, bring him to me. Bring him to me. That's what Jesus told the disciple. Bring him to me. And Jesus got the job done and restored that, that man in Jesus' name. And here, this is what we are today. People of God uh, have failed. Uh, many of us, not everybody, but many of us have failed to operate in faith. And of course, uh, uh, common sense, good sense. But sometimes faith uh, succeed. Common sense. Because common sense sometimes tell you if it's cold outside, don't go out there. Uh, but but sometimes you got to uh, defy the odds and go outside because you just can't stay inside always. You got to go out and uh, make a living and you got to go out and do your chores. So common sense uh, uh, will tell you many things, but sometimes we got to defy common sense and do what's right. Do what's needed to be done and trust God to help us to get it done. Okay, I'm learning to trust God more. You got your Bible. Let's go to it. We're going to walk right down through it in the book of Psalm 33, that particular book, Psalm 33. And I want to start at verse number 16. Learning to trust Him more. Psalm 33, 16. It says in verse 16, it says, There is no king saved by the multitude of and host. Now, what he's saying there, there's no king, there's no great man that's uh, over an army, over a nation that is saved by a great host. You can have all the soldiers you want, uh, the spears and the arrows and the shields and whatever. Uh, no great king is saved by the multitude of hosts. In other words, God is letting us know, Israel know that if you're going to be saved or delivered, it's going to be because of me. And the next thing he said, a mighty man is not delivered by much strength. Sometimes we tend to think that the stronger we are, the more we can get done. But actually it's work in reverse. The weaker we are, the more we can get done. Because the weaker we are, we look more to God for God's strength. And the stronger we are, the more we look to ourselves to, for our strength to get the job done. And so, actually, I found the more that I lean and depend on Jesus, uh, the more happier I am. Because God always come through every time. And so he said, no king going to be saved by the multitude of his host. So sometimes, you know, I hear America uh, uh, bragging about America is uh, is it's the greatest nation on earth and uh, it, it's, it's a superpower and, and it has the capability and the strength to uh, subdue his enemies around the world. And sometimes you have to be careful. We should be careful not to brag so much on ourselves, but brag on God. Because 
Uh, it doesn't matter how strong America is. America can be brought to its knees. No matter how strong you are, God can bring you to your knees. We have to understand that. We have to know that. And so he said, a mighty man is not delivered by much strength. It don't matter. The weakest nation in the world probably could, uh, if it was God's will, can bring the strongest nation in the world to its knees. It works sometime, many times that way in the eyes of God. And verse 17 said, he said, a horse, a horse. Everybody know what a horse is. A horse is a vain thing for safety. Somebody said, well, give me the fastest horse. I want the fastest horse that you got. And I know I can outrun the enemy. I can run to safety. I can get the job done. I just need a fast horse. But you know what? God is saying that we shouldn't trust in horses. We shouldn't trust in the host. We shouldn't trust in our strength. So he said a horse is a vain thing for safety. Neither uh, uh, shall he deliver any by his great strength. So what if you got the strongest horse and you're riding it, trying to flee to safety, but the horse is spooked? There's something that'll spook a horse. A horse is afraid of a bear. Did you know that? Bears have been known to kill horses, just, just rip them to shreds. A horse is afraid of a bear. There are many creatures out there horses are afraid of. They're afraid of lions and things like that. They don't operate uh, in the prison, in their prison very well. Most times, uh, if there's a rider on a horse and a bear appear, most times the horse throw the rider and run away. Because it fled, it fleeing for his own life. He is afraid or it is afraid. And so, <clears throat> excuse me, a horse is a vain thing for safety. Neither shall he deliver any by his great strength. Verse number eight, 18 said, behold, I like this right here. Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him. Upon them that hope in his mercy. When I read this, man, I could, re- I could really resonate with this right here. The eyes of the Lord is upon them that fear. And this word fear is not trembling and shaking in your boot. This word fear here is translated reverence. The eyes of the Lord is upon them that reverence him, that have great respect. Anybody got great respect for God now? Look at our land. Look at our country. Uh, anybody have great reverence for the Lord, the Lord's house, the, the things of the Lord? People don't have the reverence for God that they once done. They once had. People take God uh, uh, and, and shouldn't. So he said, "The eyes of the Lord is upon them that fear Him." I'm so glad God watching over me. I, I thank God I got somebody watching over me each and every day, and I'm glad about that. I don't know about you. I set my alarm clock. I lock my doors. I turn the alarm system on. But you know what? Above all that, I'm looking to God to watch over this house. Because sometimes you, uh, if you trust and totally in the alarm system to wake you if something happened, you might be in a deep sleep and don't hear a thing. Or the power might fail. Lights go out and, and, and everything just don't work no more. So we, we have these things, but we don't truly trust totally in these devices. We're trusting totally in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm learning to trust 
him more. And I want you, the listeners and those that are present, learn to trust God more. Push yourself a little bit further. We all can do a little bit better. You know, somebody said, well, I'm trying. I'm doing my best. You can do a little bit better. You can do a little. All of us can do a little bit better. Push yourself. Press. Bible said the kingdom of heaven suffer violence and everybody that's going to go in, you got to press your way into it. You got to press your way. If you don't press, you won't make it. If you push yourself to get up in the morning, put those clothes on and go to work, you won't go to work. If you don't push yourself to get up out of that bed, sometimes you might not feel well and fix food for your family, you might not do it. Everything in life is all about a press. I'm saying, brothers and sisters, it's time that you push yourself. Push yourself harder than what you've been doing. All right, y'all follow what I'm saying? So he said, uh, the eyes of the Lord is upon them that fear him, that has great reverence and respect for God. Upon them that hope in his mercy. I don't know about you today, but I'm hoping I'm really hoping in God's mercy. There's nothing else. I have nothing else to look forward to. Nothing else that I can really depend on. I'm hoping in God's mercy. And when when we look at that word mercy for, for a moment, you know, mercy. Somehow I heard folks I remember in the old days, you hear the old folks say, Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. I never will forget when I was in the church and years ago when we was uh trying to get saved, trying to own the mourners bench or what have you. Uh I I lady uh, when it got this lady, she was praying for me and, and she was saying, I didn't know the words of prayer. Well, about 11 or 12 years old. And she says, son, just said, Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. And, you know, but when I think about the word mercy, when most people uh, cry out, Lord, have mercy. Mercy is what mercy really is. It's compassion. It's uh, it's compassion. And, uh, you know, you, you, you're crying out for help. That what what mercy is. It's all about. And so uh, mercy means uh, it mostly is, is applied to a person that's in distress. Most people that crying out to God for mercy, they are people that in a distress. They're, they're pleading out for mercy. If you can see yourself, uh, a good illustration, illustration of mercy is a judge in the courtroom. He's sitting there on the bench. You come into the courtroom and you trying to plead your case and you need help uh, and you throw yourself on the mercy of the court. You need the judge to rule in your favor, to do something for you, to help you with the rude neighbor next door, to help you with whatever the problem might be. You uh, Mercy is a word that we use. Or, uh, most people that are asking for it, they are in distress. Something, something is going on in their life that's upsetting them, stressed out. And they need help. And you will say, have mercy. Give me some help. Give me some relief. Give me, give me some support from what I'm going through. And so here, Jesus said, the word, uh, the Lord saying through David, he said, uh, uh, God is eyes is upon them that fear him and upon them that hope in his mercy. I'm hoping in his mercy. Verse 19 said, to, to deliver them from death. So look. Uh, we're hoping in God's mercy and we're hoping that God would deliver their soul from death. You know, some people today, we really need to pray to Lord, deliver my soul. That's a that's a plea 
for mercy, a cry. Uh, my soul is in distress. I want God to deliver my soul from death. My soul, that is. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Deliver my soul right here in this verse. Deliver my soul from death. In other words, this person is on his way to a devil's hell. He's lost. She's lost. And to deliver their soul from death, not physical death right here in this 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 particular one verse here, but deliver your soul. The soul is a part of you that's going to live forever and ever. And you want that to deliver from death. Y'all follow what I'm saying? Lord, deliver my soul from hell, from death. The death that you that you never ever get through dying. You know, the Bible said that the, 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 they're going to be thrown in the lake of fire, which is the second death. So uh, that's a death that you never really finish dying. You're dying and you're dying and you're dying and you're dying, but you never die. And so he's saying here, Lord, deliver my soul from death and keep and keep them from keep them. Look at this. And to keep them alive in famine. So he said the eyes of the Lord upon them that have a respect for him and upon them that hope in his mercy to keep their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. What is famine? Famine is when things are shortage. Shortage of food, shortage of this, everything just, just messed all up. I'm talking about shortage of fuel right now. Everybody about to run out of gas. You go up to the gas station, they got the uh, bag on the pump, and that pump is empty. And you pull over to the other pump, that pump got a bag on it. Shortage of this and shortage of that. That's what famine is all about, a shortage. There were famines in the land back in the day and time. But here, here David's teaching us this day. He's saying God eyes is upon all them, and he's going to save us from death, and he's going to save us. Uh, in the days of famine. So when a famine come, I, I worry not, I, I work, don't worry about a famine. They asking everybody, don't hoard the gas. Don't go get a, a big old bucket. Of, you know, they say folk were putting gas in, in, in milk jugs and folk putting gas in everything. They can put it just hoarding gas because they don't want to run out. But you know, don't worry about that. God going to take care of us. And if I ain't got no gas, I don't need to go nowhere anyway. If, if everybody run out of gas, don't worry about it. You don't need to go nowhere. If you don't somehow traveling and we out of gas, you're you going to be in trouble. Somebody allowed to take your car so they can get somewhere. So God said, he said right here, he said uh, he's going to deliver us in a famine. What? Those that are hoping in God's mercy. So I'm learning to trust him more. And the more I trust him, the more I realize that he will provide for us. I'm learning that. I've seen God work. Have you seen God work? He only going to work for you. The more you trust him, the more he'll work. And he said right here, he's going to deliver us. Uh, and what? He said, deliver us and keep us alive in famine. Y'all see that? Let a shortage come. God going to take care of us. Somebody don't believe that. But I encourage you today to believe it. Verse 27. Our soul wait for the Lord. He is our what? Help and our shield. I'm learning to trust him more. Stop being afraid and learn to trust God more. That's everybody for me and you and everybody else. Stop being so afraid. Learn to trust God more. We've been talking about, I believe God, I trust God, but do we really? You know what? 
I never will forget. I used to hear the old preacher say, uh, the day going to come. You say you trust God. You say you got faith in God. You're going to be your faith going to be put to a test. Your faith will be tried. We sang about it. We talk about it for year, years ago. Your faith going to be tested. But when our faith is really tested, we find it out that we don't have the faith. We are failing. We're giving up. We're fainting when our faith is being tested. I'm saying today, learn to trust God more. Go out and do what you got to do in the name of the Lord. Trust God more. Don't be afraid. So he said right here, y'all see what he's saying? Uh, to deliver them in, 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 from death and to keep them alive in family, our soul wait for the Lord. He is our help. Who's our help, y'all? He is our help and our shield. You know what a shield is? A shield is used to block things in, in battle. The men have a, in that day and time, they had a shield. They had their sword and they had their shield. They had their helmet. These things was uh, weapons that they used in battle to fight with. So if an enemy threw something at you, you block it with your shield. Well, the Bible said that the Lord is our shield. So when something comes at you, when something comes at me, we got to learn to trust God. He's our shield. God blocks so many things from coming to me. I don't know about you, but so many things that, that have became your way. It, it wasn't your goodness that you're still here. It's the goodness of the Lord. God has blocked and shielded so many things that was meant for me. So many things that were meant for you. So many ditches that were dug. So many doors that were shut. So many windows that were shut, so many opportunities that were cut off from you and from I, myself, God blocked it. I don't know about you, but I'm glad today God blocked us. And somebody said, I'm glad God blocked it. What was meant for me, it went somewhere else. I don't know where it went. I ain't, I ain't worried about where it went, but it, it was meant for me. Things that were meant for me, it went somewhere else. Things that were meant for you, it went somewhere else. A lot of us, God, it, it was meant for us to be probably dead and gone. It was meant for us to not have that job. It was meant for us to not, not live in the house that we're living in. You know, uh, it was meant for somebody else. It wasn't meant for you, but God blocked it. Sometimes folks that have things so right from under them because it wasn't meant for them. God did that. And I thank God today. The thing that was meant for me, I thank God uh, uh, he blocked it if it wasn't for my good. So he said, uh, uh, notice it, verse 21, for our heart shall rejoice in him because we trust in his holy name. And my heart is rejoicing today because I, the more you trust God, the more your heart can rejoice. You can't rejoice if you're not trusting God. What, what David is saying right here, my heart rejoice in him. Because we trust in the Lord. My heart is rejoicing. Right, we had an old lady in the church a long time ago singing a song. Oh, my heart is still rejoicing. Your heart is rejoicing because I trust him in his holy name. And the more I trust his holy name, the more my heart can rejoice because God Almighty is going to come through. He's going to come through. And my heart is glad. My heart is glad. Is your, glad, your heart glad today? Is it hard glad? Thank God for that. But notice verse 22. Uh, now, this is very, very key right here. This is important. This is a nugget. Check it out. Very, very important. I'm learning to trust him more. Verse 22 said, let thy mercy, talking to the Lord, Lord, let thy mercy, O Lord, 
be upon us. Y'all see it? Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us. Check this out. According as we hope in you. Let the mercy of God be upon you according to how you hope in him. You know, many times Jesus said when the folk wanted healing, they wanted to deliver. They came up to Jesus. They wanted to be healed. They wanted to be delivered. Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. According to your faith. If you got the faith, it's going to happen. If you don't have the faith, it ain't going to happen. Y'all follow what I'm saying? According to your faith, be it unto you. So it, 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 it behooves you. It's very important for you I, that you you got the faith because the Lord is saying, according to your faith, be it unto you. Well, if you don't have that hope against that, you ain't, you, you, it's not going to happen. If you don't have the faith for it, you can't have it. That's why it's so important that we exercise. Now, faith, faith, brothers and sisters, is a muscle. It's, it's like a muscle. And the more you use the muscle, the stronger it'll get. The more you work out, the more you move your legs, the more your legs can sense anybody. The longer you sit, the stiffer you get. That makes sense to anybody. That's why he said a body in motion stays in emotion. Body that's not in motion, you ain't getting so faith is a muscle. I'm saying we got to exercise our muscle. You got to believe God for something. If you don't start believing God for something, you're going to find yourself not getting anything from God, not getting very much at all from God. What are you believing God for today? I ain't been believing him for nothing. You better start believing and trusting God for something. You better look around and see something and trust God that he'll give it to you. Because it's like a muscle. And the more you use it, the stronger it gets. That makes sense? We, we, the people of God, are not exercising our muscle like we should. We got to start exercising our muscle with this, uh, this, this virus going around. You get, you, you, you going to have to speak to this thing, have used your faith. And your your spiritual muscle and say, look, I'm going in the name of the Lord. When you if you don't do that, then you ain't gonna go in the name of the Lord. You you're not gonna go at all. We're gonna have to start having faith. I've learned, I am learning, and I thank God. You don't get too old to learn. You hear folks say, You can't teach an old dog new trick. Y'all heard that before? That's a lie. That's a lie. Don't believe that. And if you believe that, well, that's on you. But you never get too old to learn. Nobody. You can always learn something. I, you know, you may not, your mind may not be able to grasp and learn as fast as some of these young people can reach and grasp and get it, but you can learn. You can learn. There's all kinds of ways you can learn. Some people learn hands-on. If you show me, I can Some people, they can read it. In, just read this read instruction, and they got it. Different to the learning. Strength lies. If it's in reading and get it, get it. If it's in somebody showing you and you get it, just get it. That makes sense. So he said right here, Lord, he said, let thy mercy, and, and let me tell you what mercy is. Mercy, we're gonna go, we're gonna go to the throne of grace in a little bit. He said, But look, mercy is nothing but God's compassion. For people that might be in distress, 
He said, let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in you. So if God mercy going to be up on Brother Johnson, by the way I hope in him, well, I tell you what, Brother Johnson, better he, you, you better get to hoping in God. My hope and my trust better be in him strong because he's going to reward me according to, to my faith and my trust in him. I want to have great trust in him. I'm learning to trust him more and seeing like the more I trust him, I see doors open, this door open, that door open. Doors are beginning to open up for me. Why? Because I'm saying I'm trusting God more for the things I want in life. And little by little, the doors are beginning. So if you don't do that, you're going to start opening. Lord, let thy mercy be upon us according to According as we hope in you. So I'm saying, brothers and sisters, hope in God. Put your faith, put your confidence in God. And the more you do that, thing will work out in your favor, on your behalf. But you got to learn. You got to start learning. Stop being afraid. Stop being afraid and start hoping in God. Don't put all your faith and confidence in signs. I heard a man say a long time ago, uh, matter of fact, artist Kirk Franklin. I, I disagree with it the first time I heard it. Kirk Franklin got some awesome songs on radio. You do too. But in one of his particular songs, he was saying something about signs. He was saying uh, no disrespect to signs, uh, part of the language. In other words, he was saying that don't dis that he wasn't disrespecting science, but he was saying that he was just trusting God by something. But no, look, I, I wouldn't apologize to science. Some science is wrong. Many times, science is wrong. Ain't no disrespect to science. I ain't gonna tell science no disrespect. It is disrespect. I disrespect science because sometimes science don't line up with God's word. We can evolve from. What a tadpole and tadpole turn into a, a monkey or something. They don't understand it themselves. We all uh, evolve. It was the, the big bang theory. Just was a how did the earth, how did the earth, the universe come to be where there was a big bang, the big explosion, boom, and then the universe came into existence. Why, why isn't there some more booming going on? Why was it just one boom? Well, it was just one boom and everything came to be. Well, what caused the boom to go boom? Just think about it. Science don't make sense sometimes. Science don't line up with the word of God a whole lot of times. We know the Bible said the earth is the Lord and the fools there are. And we know that the word of God said God created the heavens and the earth. That's what God said. But science said the bang, bang, and, and then the universe appeared. No, it don't, it don't work out like that. Don't work out like that. So don't, don't, don't disrespect the science. I disrespect science. Science is not right. Many times it's not right. And we as a people of God got to start realizing that sometimes science is off and it do not line up with what God Almighty says. We pay more attention to science than we do what God said. Well, the science said, the science said, God, well, let me tell you what God said. God said, trust me. God said, the eyes of the Lord is upon them that fear him. And he's going to deliver you in a time of famine. And he's going to keep your soul alive. And he's going to provide for us. That's what the Lord says. And what are we going to do? 
But don't lose it. Let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in him. Brother, I'm trust him more and more. I was talking to a man the other day. We moved right along. I talked to a man the other day, and he was telling me, uh, telling me about his, his mom. He was saying, man, my mom, she don't believe nobody. She don't believe nobody, uh, nobody right nowhere. Telling the truth, everybody just wants everybody out to get you, everybody out to take what you got, and she's just so fearful of people, and just believe everybody just, uh, just conning well, hey, there's a lot of crooks out there, but you know, you gotta trust somebody and, and he would tell me, he said, well, I was trying to tell my mom, mom, if you don't believe them, that's okay this doing a particular thing was okay because he do it, and it works for him, and it's safe and nothing would happen. And he said, Mom, if you don't believe them, that's okay. But believe me because I'm your son. And I won't tell you wrong. I won't lie to you. When he told me that, the light came on. And I know this particular man. Well, good standing. His mom don't believe him. And you don't believe him either. Don't believe nobody. So what I'm saying? What am I saying here? What am I saying? We got, we're going to have to trust God. Amen. We got to trust God. And God got some people somewhere that you can trust too. You can't trust everybody, but you got to trust somebody that they're going to do right by you and they, and, and they, 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 they pulling for you. You got to trust somebody. If you think everybody out to get you, that's a bad word to live in. I don't want to live in that world. Let's go a little bit further. All right. I'm learning. I'm learning to trust him more. This word mercy means compassion or kindness toward others, especially those in distress, uh, enemy or, or, or an offender. Uh, a lot of times, an uh, enemy, you, you done subdued him and you're about to take his life. So many times I've seen movies where you're fighting his enemy. And he got the enemy down on the ground. Now he finna take his spear and just go through him. And the enemy plead for his life. He's in distress. He said, have mercy on me. Spare me. Don't take my life. That's what mercy is. When you are in distress and you need help right then and there. Most of the time, you, 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 either, you either are an enemy or you are an offender or you in trouble and you need help from another person. And so here we are. Many times we are distressed. Many times I, I, I'm, I've been in distressed situation and I, I needed God's mercy to uh, show to- kindness toward me at that particular time to deliver me, to spare me, to help me uh, uh, get out of whatever trouble I might be in. That's what mercy is all about. Look at Psalms 121. Let's go there. We're going to roll right along. Check this out, y'all. Psalms 121. I'm learning to trust him more. Psalm 121 says, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from which comes my help. Now, now this, this particular verse, I'm going to tell you something about verse 1. But let me read verse 2 first. David said, I will lift up my eyes uh, unto the hills from my help. Then he goes on, verse 2 said, my help come from the Lord made heaven and earth. So, Paul, uh, David is saying, uh, I'm going to look to the hills. I've heard preachers say that I'm going to look to the hills, which covers my help. 
But let me tell you something about this particular verse one. Our help don't come from the hills. Verse one, it should be read as a rhetorical question. We, we need it should be looked at it that way. It's, it's, it's rhetorical. Uh, this verse uh, uh, should be it's, it should be read like uh, 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 read as a rhetorical question with a negative course with a negative answer. In, in verse one, should be read like this: Shall I look to the mountain for help? No, my help come from the Lord. So my, we got to realize. Uh, uh, he said, "I will look to the hills." Understand that our not in the hill that is in the Lord made the hill who may be dwelling on top of the hill but the hill ain't gonna do it we, we gotta understand that I'm look to the hill when you come in my hill the hills ain't doing no, no see what at this particular time when David wrote this and when he said that you think about the hill this was in Jerusalem Jerusalem is sitting on a hill They've got lots of mountains, mountains on this side, mountains on this side, and sitting on a high hill. And, and, and what David said, if I'm down in the valley, if I'm, if I'm away from home, if I'm down in the valley, down in the low, low, if I just look up to the hill, because they believe God was dwelling among his people. God was dwelling among Israel, and he was there. And so God said, you get in trouble if you just look toward this way. Just look where God at. And so he said, I will look to the hill. Which come in my help, but we I want you to understand that that the help didn't come from the hill or the mountain. The help came from God that was dwelling on top of the mountain among his people. We're actually looking to God that was dwelling on the hill in Jerusalem. He said, verse 2 said, For my help come from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Where, where, where is our help today? You got to realize one thing that your help. Where it, where it lies, where it come from. My help come from God. I thank God for my help today. Anybody thankful for their help? My help come from God Almighty. I'm not really looking so much to man. Sometimes God will move up on man and let man help you, but ultimately the help still came from God who touched man's heart to help you. So still our help come from God, right? And we got to learn, we have to understand that. I'm learning to trust him more. He said, for my help come from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Okay, so that missed science up right there. Because science don't believe that. My help come from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He said, verse 3 said, he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will slumber. We got to realize, the one that watching over us, he ain't going to sleep too late. He will not slumber. God ain't going to sleep too late. Something happened to his child. God's not going to sleep too late, and he can't wake up to deliver you out of trouble. Matter of fact, the God that we serve, he don't get sleepy. He don't, he don't have to take a nap. Even then, then, we have to take a nap, right? I love taking a nap sometimes. I've been working on projects, get frustrated, go in there and take a nap. Get up and come back and fix it right. <laughs> so sometimes you got to go sleep on it. Just go lay down and get up and start over. God don't need a nap. I thank God, the God that we serve, he don't need a nap. And he will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Verse number four says, behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. So God don't get sleepy. He don't slumber. He's not lazy, not slowful. God is always up and ready to go. You're up and ready to go. 
Now, look at verse. The Lord is thy keeper. There it is. Where our help come from? God. The Lord is thy keeper. Who gonna keep us? God. Doctor Fauci can't keep you well. He 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 don't know what he's talking about. He back and forth, up and down, sideways, everywhere. One day say, well, if you get the vaccine, you don't need the mask. Next time they get the vaccine, you need to, still you need the mask. Then he come back and say, well, uh, matter of fact, put two masks on. After a while, you're going to have you wearing three masks. After a while, you're going to say, just don't breathe. Don't breathe. Don't, don't, don't exhale. Hold it in. going to kill us all. He don't know what he's talking about. The Lord, y'all listen to me. The Lord is the keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. Verse 7 says, The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. evil. I thank God for keeping me from the evil. Lord, keep me from the evil. Keep me from some of the evil folks. Get them out of my face. Get them away from them around me. He's going to keep you from the evil. And then check out what it said. He shall preserve thy soul. Thank God for preserving my soul. A lot of saints really need this verse right here. Lord, to preserve the soul. I, I see saints spoiling. I see a lot of God's people's souls just ruining. They, they, in just a half, they'll start doing some of everything. They sold on you go back to church, you're getting worse. They get before you know it, they just getting worse and worse and worse. Some church, Lord shepherds, number eight. I love the Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this day forth and even from evermore. I think God, He's gonna put us coming in. Gonna protect us going out. So God got us covered 24 24. I thank God for Jesus today. I don't know about you. I'm learning to trust him more. He's gonna protect me going in and protect me coming out. Whichever way I go, I'm protect. Yes, 24 hours a day protection. Man can't do that. Nobody can do that but God Almighty. 247. I'm learning. I pray you all are learning and grab a hope. Grab a hope somewhere. Grab a hope for it's too late. Check out verse number. Check out the next chapter. I'm gonna let we move on. Moving on. Book the book of the next book. Right on it. Uh, Psalm 122, verse one. Check this out right here. Check this out. This is key. This is so important. Y'all listen to me. Verse uh, uh 122, verse one. Dave said, "I was glad when he said unto me, let us go.'" Into the house of the Lord. Y'all see that? Well, oh, this verse right here is in trouble today. This verse is in trouble. This verse, this verse has been picked on for a year and a half. Because they told her, don't go to the house of the Lord. So David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord, and we're living in a day and time now where the people don't want to go to the house of the Lord. We may well take this verse, this book, Psalms 122, and delete it because folks ain't glad to go to the house of the Lord no more. I remember when we first came, we was coming in here to start service up in here. Uh, I, we, 
place ready, getting the spider webs down, everything, because we've been gone so long. And a man was coming down the street, I cut the grass, getting ready to start having service. And that man, he said, y'all getting, y'all going to have service. That was, he came in Easter Sunday. You know what that man told me? He said, y'all coming, y'all finna have some service. I said, yeah, we coming back. He said, good luck. I don't need luck. You stay on out there. I don't need your luck. Ain't nothing going to happen to me. Good luck. Like, see, the world, the world, I'm putting it in the hearts of the people that Corona is up in the church. Corona didn't start up in the church. That, that's what the world got us thinking, that Corona is in there. Stay out of there. Don't go in there. It's bad up in there. You get something up in there. Some of y'all got it and you wasn't even up in there. You wasn't even up in there and you got it. Devil to lie to everybody. Corona's up in there. Corona's up in there. Look, if you can't go to the house of God, where can you go? If God can't protect me in the house, he not only just the house, he can protect me out the house. In, did, did you read, see what we just read? What he said, the Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in. Did you, did you read what we just read? Did you understand what we just read? If you come in, if you go out, wherever you go, God said, I got you. Don't go up in there. Don't go up in there. Don't go up in there. That's what the world have done to God's people. Scared the devil out of us. Well, not scared the devil out of us. Scared into us. That's what he did. The world have scared the devil into us. Don't go up in there. And he got the nerve to tell me, good luck. Man, I got I got more protection from God than you will ever have. You can walk on down the dangerous streets and danger highway. You allow you allowed to get ran in corner and something like happen. You don't need good luck. I don't need no luck. I got I got God. I heard a song that said, I uh, heard a song that said one day, other day come out. They said, I, I I'm not I'm not lucky, I'm blessed. Y'all, y'all heard, hey, ain't no, no, no luck when it comes to God's people. I'm not lucky. Don't wish me no luck. I don't need luck. I'm blessed. Anybody blessed today? I'm not lucky. The thing that happened to me, it don't happen because I'm lucky. Oh, you're a lucky fellow. No, I'm not. I'm a blessed man. You're not lucky. All right, lucky. <laughs> Or saints, some of the saints, they lucky. No, I'm not lucky. I'm not lucky. I, I'm not lucky. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. All right, let's go a little bit further. I'm almost, I'm almost done. So he said, I, I, I was glad when it said to me, let us go to the house. Folks ain't glad. Oh, I ain't going. To, ain't glad to go to church. They ain't glad. Go having to get them for nothing. Because they scared something up in that building. And you, you, you ain't scared of Walmart. You ain't scared of Kroger. You ain't scared to go to Home Depot. You ain't scared to go to Walgreens. You ain't scared to go to work. You ain't, you ain't scared to go nowhere. You ain't scared to go up to the chicken house. You go where you want to go. That's one thing I never passed a dead and go home. Go where you you, you, you ain't, ain't fooling God and you ain't fooling me. People will go where they want to go and they'll do what they want to do. And of course, you have the right. You have the right to do what you want to do. Nobody's going to force you to do nothing. I'm not going to force nobody to do anything because if you don't have the faith, don't you step out there. This, this, this thing right here is all about faith. 
We can't, we can't allow the devil to get us away from faith. It's a faith walk. You got to trust God. You got to believe God. I go to work. Them folk be driving so crazy on the highway, ran up 385. Almost every day, somebody run into the wall. Almost every day is a three, four, five, six car uh, pile up by accident. This one hit dead in the hood and coat too close. Couldn't stop. Six cars over the side of the road. I said, well, look at them. They all, all of them, in, all of them in an accident. You mean, couldn't nobody stop. Trouble is everywhere. But I go to work in faith and I'm a God going to get me there. And he never failed me yet. He never failed me yet. Those that didn't get there safely, it will cause us. It will cause us something, a negligence somewhere on their part. All right, let's move on a little bit further here. Y'all, y'all follow me? Amen. Go to the book of Hebrew. I'm almost done. Hebrew, Hebrew, the uh, fourth chapter. Hebrew, the fourth chapter. Four. Let's see. Four and four and sixteen. That's where I want to go. All right, I'm talking. I'm learning. I'm learning him more. It's time I'm talking about faith. Stop trusting God and start trusting Him. Stop, start trusting Him. Stop talking about you believe God and start, start believing Him. Oh, I believe God. Believe Him. Believe Him. Now He said, "Therefore, let us come." Let us come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may have mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. So Paul told the, the Hebrews to come boldly to the throne of grace. All about that. The throne of grace. Somebody said the throne of grace. You know, when we get ready to pray, pray, do the prayer, we say, well, let's go before the throne of grace. What is the throne of grace? The throne of grace, that where God resides. The throne, the throne, the throne. You go before the throne. It called the throne of grace. You know why? Because it called the throne of grace. It calls the throne of grace. That's what it calls. It is caused. Uh, it is called the throne of grace because we can confidently, uh, confidentially approach. Uh, the heavenly throne, knowing that our prayers and our petition are welcome and desired by our heavenly Father, it is called a throne of grace because it flows God, 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 mercy, God, forgiveness, spiritual power, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, His spiritual gift, the fruits of the Spirit, and all that we need, all that we need under any circumstances. It all come from the throne of grace. So whatever you need, no matter what your circumstances might be, go to the throne of grace, God will meet our needs. He will supply our needs. Don't you leave that throne until you get what you want. Let's go before the throne of grace. I'm going to get some help. I'm going to get forgiveness. I'm going to get deliverance. I'm going to get healing. I'm going to get whatever I need. I'm going to the throne of grace. From the throne of grace flows everything 
that you and I need in life. We need to learn to go before the throne more. What's happening, we're not going before the throne. We're going before man. We're going before our children. We're going before our family. We're going before what the man said down the street. We're going before what the man said on the radio. We're going by what the man said on TV. But we're not going to the throne to get our help that we need. But from the throne flows God love, flows God help, flows God mercy, flows God forgiveness, flows the spiritual power outpouring of the Holy Spirit, spiritual gift, and the fruit of the Spirit, and all that we need under any circumstance. One of the greatest blessings of salvation is that Christ is now our high priest. A way to his personal presence whereby we can all seek him and get him when we go to the throne of grace. Amen. We got to learn to go to the throne of grace. Amen. All right. Thank God for the time. I'm learning to trust him more. I want to encourage you today go to the throne of grace and get the help you need. Don't you leave that. Don't you leave empty. I, I see folk go to church and they, and they, they go one meet the back the same way. When you on a grave, stay in God's presence until you get what you need. That woman, when she went before the judge, she would not leave until she got what she wanted. Judge, I'm going to help this lady. I'm going to give her what she wants. And that's where it's supposed to be when we go to God. We go to God so many times and we still leave the throne room empty. Don't do that. Don't leave. Don't leave like you came. Don't leave like you came. Leave with something. You may not, you okay, you come before God. You may, I need a blessing. Don't leave empty. You may not get all you want today, but leave with something. Man, I need a hundred dollars. I might not get the whole hundred, but I can leave with 50. Thank God for 50. I get the other 50 somewhere else. But when you go to God, you always leave with something. Y'all follow me? That makes sense. Leave with something. Come empty, leave empty. No, they don't work like that. Don't do that. No, I'll be able to do you like that. My last scripture go. Matthews. Check this. Matthew the 10th chapter. Matthew the 10th chapter. Verse 30 and verse 31. Jesus said, I'm learning to trust him more. Verse 30 said, But the very hairs on your head are numbered. Y'all see that? This is what the Lord told his disciples and what he's telling the world. The very hair. Now, now, I don't know who you know can count the hair on your head. Now, I know mine getting a little thin up on top, but uh, but but he but but I got I got so many on my head. The very hair on your head is number. It's strange I have thousand. I have no way. I don't know. No man can count the hairs on my head. We we'll have a lot of problem in the top. Got some on the sides and in the back, though. Yeah. The hairs on your head is numbered. A million strains? I don't know. Don't no man know. But the Lord said the hairs on your head are numbered. Why, brothers and we got to learn to trust him more. God know everything about you. Every little thing about me. He know where you're hurting at. He knows what you're going through. God knows. Somebody said, God knows. He sit high, but he looked low. God know what we're going through right now. 
If he know how many strands I have on my head, God know what I'm feeling right now. He know what I'm feeling. He know what you're going through, brothers and sisters. Learn to trust him more. He said, but the very hairs on your head are numbered. Check out verse 31. Fear ye not therefore, for ye are more valuable than many sparrows. Look, set the sparrows out there. He feed them. Your heavenly father feed them. We sang song. His eyes is on the sparrow. And I know he watches over me. God said, you are more valuable than the sparrow. Some of us think that we are no more, not valuable, less valuable to God than a bird, a, a, a sparrow. You know the sparrow here, the little bird in the sky. My life is more important to God than a sparrow. Your life is more valuable to God. We we are more worth. We have more self-worth. We are worth more to God than a sparrow. Learn to trust him more. And the more you trust him, I guarantee your heart going to be glad. God bless you. I hope I said something to encourage you on today. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.